This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Right now, we turn our attention to the New York Jets. They had OTAs this weekend. Want to find out how the rookies did. Want to find out just what's going on with the everyday saga of Aaron Rodgers. For that, we turn to a man who's been on this beat (laughs) quite a while now. (laughs) 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 And he still has all his hair. He is Dennis Wozak of the Associated Press. Hey, Dennis, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, Larry. It's, it, I think it's, didn't we say it's kind of like dog years? So I've been on the beat, was it 18 years? So it's it like has not 65 been 18, or something like that? It has not been 18 years, Dennis. Uh, time flies when you're wow. you know, covering a crazy beat, you know? I can't believe it's been 18 years. That's crazy. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Dennis, um, let me let me start off the beaten path for a second. Give me, give me a thought. Give me your thoughts on what you saw. And I know it's OTAs; it's not that big. It's not like training camp. But I'm just curious. What have you seen from the rookies? What have you seen from the draft choices that the Jets have, have put out there that that you can kind of give us an idea of, of of what they might be able to accomplish this season? I I mean to be honest with you, I, like so we were there. We've been there one day, and mm-hmm. that one day. It was all about Aaron Rodgers because he wasn't practicing. So we didn't really see much. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I think even in rookie camp, you didn't see the, the draft picks do too much. But um, I, I think from what we've been told and, and asking uh, Robert Sala about some of these guys, I, I think that the first-round pick is going to be a, a really nice fit. Will McDonald, mm-hmm. the guy who – maybe isn't a starter, but will be involved in that rotation for sure. They like his size. They like how tall he is. They like his speed. And I think he fits into that defense perfectly. And um, I, I, I think that that's the main thing that you get from those draft picks there, because I, I don't think there are a lot of guys who were in those selections that will be immediate starters. I mean, you might see Joe Titman beat out Connor uh, McGovern for the center spot. But other than that, I, I think some of these guys are really picks for the future, guys who will be depth for now uh, moving forward. But I do think they uh, feel that Will McDonald can have a significant role in this defense for sure. Now, the thing I think, Dennis, that you're really going to have to watch and see with this defense, since we'll, and we'll stay with the defense since you mentioned Will McDonald, is what are they going to do against the run? I mean, this is a, this is something mm-hmm. we know that they rotate. They do a nice job rotating their, their front uh, against and try to get pat, rush on the passer and everything. But, you know, Dennis, that inability to stop the run has set them up for second and third and short, which is I don't care what defense you have. It's tough to stop in the National Football League. Oh, totally. And we've seen that over the last couple of years. And I think – um, when you see what they've done on the, on defense now, I mentioned Will McDonald, and that's a guy who's coming off the edge, and they have Carl Lawson doing that as well, and they love Bryce Huff doing that as well. Those are guys on coming off the edge. Now, when those guys are rushing the passer, that's their strength. It's not run stopping. So when they need the run to be stopped, it's got to come up from the middle and, I, and from the linebackers, and I think that was a big reason – that the Jets signed Quentin Jefferson and Al Woods, These, especially Woods, who's just a big body. Now, like you, you covering a team back when they had Chris Jenkins, that's the type of guy that they have now in the middle. I mean, he's not as massive. I mean, nobody is. That guy is <laughs> unbelievable. But 
Al Woods, he's a veteran. He fits into the defense. He, he's a guy who just kind of clogs that middle. That's what they needed. They knew um, once they didn't get interior uh, help on defense during the draft that that was something they needed to address. And now they have uh, Woods there to kind of kind of set the tone in the middle. And you have Quinn and Williams um, and, you know, the other guys from there, uh, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson, Michael Clemens, to kind of do that. And I think um, that was the key to get that middle because like you said if they can't stop the run teams will will be able to do that and so that that's that's really one of the big questions and what we'll try to look for as training camp goes along as the preseason goes along how much sturdier they are up the middle uh, on defense Dennis I'm going to ask you an obvious question I already know the answer but I'm curious to get your thought on it um how big a season is this for uh Robert Sala and, and not, not oh. only from, you know, the head coaching spot, but also from the defensive head, defensive coordinator guy. Now, I know he's not officially a defensive coordinator, but he's responsible for the defense. He's a defensive guy. And you expect that from him. What needs to change? You watched him during his career. What needs to change for him to take that next step? Because there's been some inconsistencies. There's been some issues with the how quickly he makes his adjustments and things of that nature. So what does he really have to look for this season? It's now that he doesn't have any excuses with an offense that was abysmal, especially the last month of the season. Yeah, and I think that you said it right there in terms of, of – making those inconsistencies disappear. And I, I think um, having that quarterback now with Aaron Rodgers in charge, you know that the offense is in good shape. So now there's, there's pressure on the defense to perform just as good or better than it did last year. And, and because the offense was so bad, I think the defense uh, took some hits late in games because they were, you know, just tired. They're just being out there on the field. They were out there for so many snaps, but I think, um, there were other issues that the Jets had, like you said, stopping the run, you know, and, and letting uh, teams kind of march down. They would have that one drive where uh, opponents would march down the field, and it was like, oh, we can't have that. Well, those are the things that need to stop because you're counting on this defense to be a top five, top three even defense, and they need to prove that. And that's what, you know, Robert Sala's strength was coming here. Uh, the defense. So you want that defense to be top notch and they're, they're betting on that. And that's the reason that quite frankly, Aaron Rodgers came here. He knew they had some young players. They had young playmakers on offense, but he also knew that the defense could be really good. And, and if it plays up to its potential, it could be arguably the best defense that Rodgers has played with. And that, I mean, that that's putting pressure on the coach right there because he needs to, hold up his end of it where his defense is good. And Jeff Ulbricht's defense, not just good, you know, it, it's, it's outstanding. So I think that's where you kind of need Robert Sala to, to really iron out those inconsistencies on defense. And then, you know, just uh, uh, clock management and timeouts and, and that sort of thing. It, it's, it's year three for him. So some of those mistakes that he's made in just general head coaching you want to see kind of disappear those, those mistakes that you attribute to being new at the head coaching job. So uh, those, those are all things. And, and you'll, you'll get to see that pretty early on, I think in that schedule, because with the Jets schedule being what it is, it's, it'll be tough and he'll have to make some big key decisions early on. So 
I think we'll we'll get a feel for if he's taken that next step in uh, in year three. Dennis Wozak covers the Jets for the Associated Press. Is my guest. You're listening to the Larry Hardesty Show here on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Dennis. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> what 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 has he brought to this team? What is he? What has him walking in the building meant to this franchise to the players? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it almost sounds cheesy to to say because. It's a, almost a cliche, and it's it's overused. And it, but there's just like an aura, there's a, a vibe um, that's that's changed. You talk to the players, and and it, it like they insist it's not a knock on who's been here before. It's not a knock on Zach Wilson per se. It's not on the other guys, but he just brings something different. And naturally, that is the case. A guy with his credentials walking in. And knowing he chose you and he's coming in and he wants to win and he's ticked off that the Green Bay Packers kind of kicked him to the curb and didn't show him the respect he thought he deserved. Well, he's there to go deep into the playoffs and beyond. And to, to I mean, he said it the day he walked in that that Super Bowl three trophy looks a little lonely. And so he's aware he knows what this means to this franchise and he knows what it means to his legacy. And Larry, I, I think when all said and done, if he can deliver the Jets a Super Bowl, when you talk about his, his Hall of Fame uh, credentials, like that will be mentioned right away. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who led the Jets to the Super Bowl after 18 years in Green Bay, like, that's how significant that accomplishment would be. So the players know this. They know they've got a guy who's hungry, even at 39 years old with four MVPs and a, a Super Bowl win already. So that rubs off on all these young guys who are in year one, two, three, looking. I mean, even Zach Wilson looking and just seeing how this guy's operating. And, and there, um, th- there was uh, an interview, I forget who was, who was talking about it, but saying how um, he'll be – in the back of the, the room and just kind of calling on teammates and asking them questions about what they see on the screen. I mean, that's, man, that, that's got to be so valuable for guys like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and, and even, you know, the guys who have played with him for a while just kind of mixing in like Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb mixing into that offense. I mean, that, that's the vibe that, that's real. And, you know, you could hear it from talking to all these guys. And it's not just coach speak from, from Salah. Yeah, it's interesting, Dennis. That, but the big question becomes, and you know this from having covered this team and the success and non-success they've had over the over, over the years, is it's that's all well and good until you hit the field, right? So the question becomes, how long does this? How will they? How will they be able to survive when that first uh, bump in the road comes? You know what I'm saying? How how yeah. will they be able yeah. to answer that? How will they be able to deal with that? And that goes back a lot to what we what you mentioned about Salah, and it also goes to Aaron Rodgers. How will they be able mm-hmm. to when that when that if they don't get off to the start that people are suspect, suspecting? I mean, God forbid, right. God forbid, Dennis, they end up they get shut out by Buffalo. Oh my God, Oof. it's over. It's you know, that, you know that, that that becomes the big question, right? <laughs> you would have lots to talk about. That's for sure. There would be plenty of calls coming in, man. About that, if they get shut out, that would be a oh man. That that would be something right there. <laughs> that would be something that, that it really would 
kind of rock everybody. But I, I think um, when you know you've got a guy who's leading the team, like Aaron Rodgers, I think there's a confidence that if you do get into a rut of some sort, that, that he can almost single-handedly pick you up. And, I mean, that might be a lot to say, but I think when you're a teammate and you're a team and you know that this guy's achieved everything in, in the game and you know he's seen everything, that he's not going to be rattled. So if he's not going to be rattled, I'm not going to be rattled, you know, and that kind of thing. I think that's, that's where you, you kind of look at that, where, you know, Zach Wilson last year, he had that nice comeback and, and, um, against Pittsburgh and, you know, then struggled and back. So you, it wasn't consistent. So you couldn't rely on the fact that, oh, we're down by a touchdown with, the, you know, a minute and a half left. Oh, he's going to lead us down the field and we're going to score and win. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, that's different. And I, I think that's where when you have a good mix of veterans and you have a good mix of, uh, uh, you know, veterans and young players, uh, young players who can look up to those veterans, and, and Rodgers is right at the forefront of that. So I think, um, you know, it's hard when you look at that stretch to start the season. And we, we as the media, have still not seen Aaron Rodgers on the field for practicing. Mm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's still one of those things like, okay, all right, now he's practiced. Okay, now he's been in a preseason game, you know, that kind of thing. But you're basing it all on what he's been able to do and what everybody thinks he'll be able to do. Um, you know, if they struggle in that first stretch, I mean, the schedule gets a little better, easier from at this point where we're sitting, on, you know, on May 28th. Um, it looks like it will be manageable at least, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of it will depend on everyone's confidence that the quarterback has it. And you remember back when the Packers were struggling a little bit that one year and he just kind of told the fans, just relax. And I mm. think you'll see that. I think he'll handle the media fine and he'll handle those kind of struggles. Well, two more for you, Dennis Barr, let you go and continue your Memorial day weekend. Um, <laughs> A lot of conversation about Zach Wilson. Every time you, every time you hear the coaches, and, and every time you hear Sal, every time you hear Joe Douglas, oh, is Zach Wilson? We expect him to be the quarterback. We expected. Oh, we go do this. I mean, Dennis. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, uh, obviously, you want him to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, clearly. But Dennis, if if God forbid Aaron Rodgers gets injured, are they really going to turn this team over to Zach Wilson? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Right now, that's that's probably the best opportunity, the best uh, uh, you know choice at this point. I, Tim Boyle is is that the guy? You know, I mean, yeah, I know he's got uh, experience behind Aaron Rodgers, and he's he's a friend of Aaron Rodgers. But I think they still think Zach Wilson can produce. Um, the whole Zach Wilson thing is is really intriguing because when you think about the future. Now, if you're a Jets fan, if you're the Jets, you want Aaron Rodgers here this year and next year. You, you don't want this to be a one and done, especially with the draft picks and then the contract and that kind of thing. You, you would like this to be a two-year run and hopefully a lot of playoff victories. Then when you get into the third year, when, you know, let's face it, he'll probably step away. Well, will Zach Wilson even be here? You know, because that would be – year five and and no. they probably will not pick up that fifth year option so if no. he's improving over the next two years behind Aaron Rodgers well in two years Larry the Jets could be looking at this same scenario where they're trying to find a quarterback so 
Zach Wilson can improve, but you don't want him to be on the field at all because you want it to be Aaron Rodgers leading the way and leading the way to lots of wins. So it really is intriguing to me because he could end up getting better by watching Aaron Rodgers and practicing and, and that kind of thing. But I mean, in two years, he could be gone too. And for another team and a project for someone else. So I think if he does, if Aaron Rodgers does get injured, I, I think they would give it a shot. And you would just hope that sitting there in those meetings that he's learned a lot. I think he's, he's been humbled by the last uh, couple of years, especially the last season. Um, but he needs to put it together, um, you know, mentally and physically really on the field for sure. Last one's a two-parter. A, how soon do you think we'll get this Quinlan Williams situation done for the Jets? And B, how soon do you think uh, Makai Becton will, you know, be able to uh, humble himself, be a little quiet, and possibly be a reserve on this Jet team? Yeah, well, with the Quinlan Williams question, I, I think that will be resolved in the next few weeks. I think that is something that um, I, when when Robert Sala, when he was asked about it, last week and he said you know i'm not worried about it he'll be here um, that thing will get done i don't think he would have spoken that definitively about it unless he knew that there were at least open lines of communication where the thing would get done and i, I think there the jets will try to get this done before mandatory minicamp um, so he can get in and and be happy you know i, I think uh he wants to be here he wants to be a Jet. He wants to be with his brother, Quincy, you know, and they paid Quincy and brought him back here. Um, and, and they know he's the glue to that defense. They know he's he's still a rising player on that defense. So they want to pay him. I think they I think there's probably some back and forth about how many years. Will it be a four-year deal or a five-year deal? He's not going to get Aaron Donald's money. We're at 31.7 a year. But he wants more than Jeffrey Simmons got, which was $23.5 million, and Darren Payne, Dexter Lawrence, $22.5 I think he'll get that number two slot. It's just a matter of what, what do they do as far as the years, and I think that'll be the next couple of years. Now, as far as Becton, <laughs> I mean, it, it was a little odd how that came out while everybody is just kind of feeling great and there's a lot of kumbaya going on over at the Jets, and it's like, hey, wait. This guy just blamed the, the coaching staff on his knee injury that kept him out all year last year. It's like, whoa, okay. Um, I think he just needs to show it. And I think what Robert Sala said, go, go, go earn the left tackle spot. You know, and I think that's, that's the key. He needs to get out on the field. Enough with the tweeting and the, the, the comments. It all matters what he does on the field from this point forward. And I, I think they still think he can be a very good player. And who knows, he might even be able to start at right tackle and be okay, but he needs to get out there and they need to be able to uh, just trust that he can stay healthy. I mean, he looks great. We saw him last week. He looks good. Uh, can he just do that? What he did for those flashes during his rookie year at left tackle when he was just flattening guys and looking like a, a potentially dominant player. I think they think he could still do that, but he needs to get out on the field and do it consistently. Dennis, always a pleasure. Thanks for the great information as always. And, uh, of course, you can uh, follow him on Twitter. He is a great follow, not just about the NFL, uh, but he also does a uh, phenomenal job when we start talking about, um, you know, start talking about the baseball draft. 
So that's uh, <laughs> give give me your tool and handle again. Um, it's give me your tool and handle, my friend. D W A Z seventy three. That's it. D W A Z seventy three on Twitter. Dennis, regards to you and the family. We'll talk soon, my friend. You got it. Sounds good, Larry. Always a pleasure, my man. All right, thank you. Dennis Wozak. All right, I know you got a lot to say. Some of you ran off the road when we started talking about Zach Wilson. Give me your calls, 1-800-919-3776. We'll chat with you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. It was interesting hearing Dennis, and and obviously we'll put the Zach Wilson stuff aside because I know that's a trigger for Jet fans. But for me, and look, obviously the whole talk about – Aaron Rodgers and what he brings to the table, that's obviously important. And all this other stuff about the offense and maybe DeAndre Hopkins as we add some more possibilities to make this offense a world-class offense and give Aaron Rodgers different people to throw to and Brees Hall back and Michael Carter running back and maybe Derrick Henry or somebody else. will come. So we, 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 all, we, we understand this situation like what we saw with Peyton Manning in Denver, like what we saw with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. We get that. But for me... And I get it's a scoring league. I believe me, I do. I understand it. But for me, ultimately, it's about what this is about this jet defense. Because when you look at the folks that they are playing, even if the offense is full go, all right, you eventually have to keep the other team from scoring. Even if Aaron Rodgers scores on every drive, if you give up points on every drive, you're still gonna have issues. So for me, it is ultimately going to be about what this Jet defense brings to the table, okay? And it's going to be about Quentin Williams and getting him into camp as soon as possible. And I think if you're a Jet fan, you were optimistic hearing Dennis tell you that it's probably going to be done before mandatory mini, which is about maybe two weeks away, okay? Because that's middle of June, and then after that, you don't see him again until training camp at the end of July, early August. So... They want to have this done. They want to get this done, and they have to get it done. This is this is one of your own. This is a guy who you drafted. This is one of the rare draft choices that you're going to have to sign a lucrative contract for a second contract. I mean, you know, we talk about the Jet drafts, and we talk, we joke about them, and so on and so forth, but to be fair, this is one of the few that you're going to have that's been successful that you are going to get a second contract with. And, you know, callers have said it, analysts have said it, and it's real. And I know from having been in that locker room, guys look at how you treat your own. Guys look at how you take care of people that you've drafted. So for the Jets, it's very important that they get that Quinn and Williams situation handled. It is. It's very important. And they have to get it done, and they need to get it done soon. And if they can come to an agreement where they are simpatico before mandatory mini, it's, it's, it's perfect. Because then you really get a chance to see what this Jet team is going to be. And you calm, you have some calmness on that side of the ball. Because once again, I'm telling you, and I'll talk more about it in a second, that defense has to be a difference maker. We know what to expect from Aaron Rodgers. We get all that. But the identity of just this Jet team when Robert Sala was brought here was their defense. I'll give you some more thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. It is imperative 
for the Jets this year, if they're going to be able to do anything, anything from the defensive side of the ball, if they're going to be able to be as aggressive, if they're going to be able to get to the quarterback, if they're going to be able to have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed make big plays down the field, they have to be able to put teams in second and third and long situations. And they were not able to do that last year. And you look at, especially the first six weeks of the season, the end of the season, eh, not so much. But the first six weeks of the season, when you're looking at who the caliber of quarterbacks they're facing, they've got Mahomes, they've got Josh Allen, they've got, you know, they've got a bunch of fabulous quarterbacks, okay? Um, they have to be able to get these guys off the field, okay? And part of them getting off the field is doing something against the run. This year, I really believe, too, another player that I'm looking at for them, I'm looking at Jermaine Johnson to see if he can take that next step. Now, when he was drafted last year, obviously, you know, people were surprised, and I thought it was a good move. He'd done well in college. You saw what he had brought to the table at the collegiate level. I didn't think he had the splash that I expected from him. He made some plays here and there, but I didn't think he had the splash that I expected he was going to be able to make. And so for them, that's what he's got to be able to do. They need him to take that next step. Uh, obviously, John Franklin Myers was okay, but I, I expected more from him last year, and he's got to do some work too. Uh, so these are these are a couple of the players. And obviously, you know, you obviously hope that your safeties can continue to play well and do what they need to do. But for me, it's really all about that front seven for the Jets from the defensive side of the ball. And once again, I understand. We talk a whole lot about Aaron Rodgers and the offense. We talk a whole lot about that offensive line. And rightfully so, because that offensive line is the key to the success for Aaron Rodgers and what that offense is going to be able to do. And their inconsistencies have been just maddening because you look at them and you're like, they, they should be better. They're, they're, what's going on with them? Why do they have all these injuries? What is going on? Why don't they have depth? They knew going in that the offensive line was a priority. Why can't they get this offensive line fixed? I mean, it, we could go on and on and on and on about the offensive line. And we understand its importance. But for me, just as if, because we all know that the game's won in the trenches. We get that. that, that that's old hat. We, that, that's not, I'm not breaking any new ground telling you that. But for me, on the defensive side, when you have a head coach who got this job because of what he was able to do defensively with Frisco, even though we understood that Frisco had more talent than he had, than what the Jet defense had when he got here. But they felt that the scheme, they felt that his energy, they felt that all the things that he was able to bring to that 49er defense, he could build a Jet defense who had a piece or two here and there and mold them. The identity of this team, and yes, obviously Aaron Rodgers becomes part of that identity, but the identity of this team is and remains the defense of the Jets. It just does. That's the major identity. Yeah, of course, Aaron Rodgers is putting points on the board, and now you got a quarterback, and, and it goes hand in hand. But still, it's about this team being able to stop folks. And so, yes, Aaron, as I said earlier, yes, Aaron Rodgers, that quarterback gives you a, a, a hundred times better chance to win than it did with Zach Wilson at, at his worst last year. It's not even, we shouldn't even put them in the same sentence. 
And yes, your receiving core is deeper than it was last year. And yes, you've added yet another tight end. And yes, uh, hopefully the running the running game will continue to get better as it did last year with Brees Hall. You're hoping that he can be as good, if not better, than he was after the injury. All those things, absolutely. But for me, my eye is on the defense for this team because that's where things have to turn around. At the top of the hour, we'll look at the Giants, and uh, hopefully we'll be joined by Jordan Runon, who will give us his thoughts on what the Giants were able to do and some of the questions that they have coming out of their first OTA. But let's take a quick look at baseball because we got the Mets coming up at 3, and we've got the Yankees starting in a couple of minutes up in the Bronx against San Diego. And this is an interesting matchup for me today with the Yankees and the um, San Diego Padres because you got you Darvish, who owns the Mets. I mean, every time, I mean, it's not even, it's not even funny. He comes out there, it's like, okay, well, you Darvish is going to be a tough day for the Mets. We, I don't care, I don't care who, what his record is coming into the matchup. I don't care if he struggled. I don't care what the situation is. You Darvish dominates the Mets. And as uh, Tom Bauer gave me some stats during the break, uh, he's when he was with Texas, he handled the Yankees pretty well too. So it'll be interesting to see what they do today. But I will say this. Garrett Cole has pitched more like an ace at the start of this season consistently than he has almost since he's been a Yankee. And the reason why I say that is, is this is because, and the home run thing has just been something that's come up over the past couple of games. When you're around the plate as much as he is, that is to be expected because he is a guy that is constantly around the plate. He's a guy that has great movement on his pitches. He's a guy that, you know, challenges hitters. He's not sitting back there playing games. He's going after you. So because of that, I expect that he's going to give up some home runs. Now, if you're a Yankee fan, if you're Garrett Cole, if you're Aaron Boone, you're hoping that these are solo home runs, not with guys on base, right? You're hoping that your solo home run, it happens, okay, we get, we move on, we have the offense that we can get things back together. They have played this season, the Yankee offense has been sporadic. But I will say over the past couple of weeks, you know, since turning the month of June, uh, May, this team has hit better. You've seen a little power with the Yankee offense. And, yeah, of course, Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge. You understand that. But, uh, you know, Rizzo has played very well. Rizzo was living up. When they made the move about taking the overshift, because they still shift. Okay, let's let's be clear. They're still shifting in baseball. But now that they're taking away the overshift, you've noticed that how Rizzo's average has climbed up, right? You've noticed how successful he's been. So you knew that that was going to help him tremendously. And of course, what he does for your first base is, is outstanding defensively. But I think with LeMahieu hitting and whatnot, if you can just get a regular Garrett Cole outing today, you'll take that from him. And I think it'll be enough for you to beat San Diego and, and take this series. Got off to the tough start, but uh, yesterday, as I mentioned earlier, with Severino going into the seventh inning, giving you a huge outing yesterday. That was big. And now you've got your ace going today. So I think, listen, if you're the Yankees, here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to, and you know my philosophy, I love winning series. If you're the Yankees, you're trying to win series and hold on until the reinforcements come. Pitching and offensively. 
All right. I mean, you expect that now, you know, Stanton's about to come back. He's getting into, you know, he's got some rehab assignments. Donaldson's got some rehab assignments. And look, I know Yankee fans are not real happy, not real curious, not real uh, happy to see Donaldson get back. I know. But I will say this, that if he can give you anything offensively, you will take it. If he can give you anything, anything, that's what you'd like. And already, Jake Cron is worth solo home run for the Padres. So, once again, it's a solo home run, not a three or four, not a three run home run or a grand slam. Solo. So, you're still in the game. 1 800 919 3776. We'll talk uh, Yankees. And I've got a me- memory for you. That's next on 987 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Chatting with you until 3 o'clock at the top of the hour. Jordan Ronan will talk Giants right now. We talk to you on the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, you are next on 987. Hey, good afternoon, Larry. Hope you're having a wonderful weekend. It's very nice outside. It's outstanding outside. Can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) <laughs> definitely uh, definitely heard the Jets and you know you, you said the magic words and I definitely had to call in and see you know what, what, what the fuss was about and you know listening and um, going going on I definitely do agree with you on the defense you know I think that you know if they even I think that they come close to replicating last year, I think we could definitely, you know, make the playoffs and possibly be very dangerous. It's going to be really, de- I think, really going to be dependent on how, how much the offense could play the ba- ba- balancing game because the word was was all we needed was just you know decent quarterback play so now we have a person that you know is supposed to give us a chance against the against the good quality opponents that the AFC has yeah that's what that's that's the game plan Jose <laughs> that's, that's how they drew it up. <laughs> that's what that's they're exactly hoping. What, and that's what I'm hoping as a fan, right? Cause, absolutely, absolutely. Because I, 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 you, you know me, I, 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 I wasn't for this, but hey, this is the road they went down, and I, I have to be along for it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, it's a great point, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. You, you, there's a bunch of Jet fans who didn't really want Aaron Rodgers. I mean, let's be honest. Because you knew it's like, okay, here we go. This is, gonna, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? We're going to be in the situation. We're still going to be looking for a quarterback with, you know, a year, maybe two years, whatever. But nevertheless, this is what's it. This is the way it is now. So you, you're, you're hoping that they get it right. Because, listen, here's the other thing. And, and to bring you lifting the curtain, as they say on the K show, a little bit. Um, earlier today, we were talking. No, you're not getting that. That's an Aaron Judge home run to tie the game. Uh, Tom had Tom and Tom Joe and I were talking, and Tom had a story. And Tom, if you could bring that story back, it's about uh, the free agent quarterback, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, one Jimmy Garoppolo. And I want you to share with folks. The story that you told me. Oh, I would love. 
I would love to share that story uh, with you, Larry. So this is coming from Dove Kleiman on Twitter. Um, and I'm just making sure I got it. Here it is. Supposedly, Jimmy Garoppolo failed his physical with the Raiders in March. And here's the kicker. He could lose his entire contract. The Raiders can move on from Garoppolo at, quote, no cost if he doesn't pass a physical by the time the season starts. And then after Tom read that, I said to Joe, what did I say to you, Joe? Just imagine if that was the Jets quarterback. Because <laughs> that was my thought exactly, is that is the most Jets thing to happen to another team. And if that was to happen, we would have calls 24 hours a day, full bank from now until maybe January 1st. We wouldn't yeah. get over it. Nobody we would. Get over it. Absolutely right. So, see, it, bad things don't just happen to the Jets. They just don't. I, I know when you're a Jet fan, you feel it does, and you've had your share. I'm not trying to say you haven't. <laughs> you've had your share. But the point is, right now, this is the this is the way the team has gone. This is the direction they've gone. And so you got to be on board with it. Right? you got to ride with it. You know, you're hoping it works. You, all right, you don't agree. Listen, am I happy that the Mets still haven't gotten another – power bat to help Alonzo in the lineup? Yeah, I still am. But I still got a root for the team. That, that's the that's the way they've chosen. That's the way they've gone. So I got to say, all right, well, maybe they know what they're talking I have to hope that they know what they're doing <laughs> and ride along with them. And so that's the way it is. And um, speaking of the Mets, seven years ago, oh, it's unbelievable time flies. Seven years ago, Terry Collins was the Met manager. And Noah Syndergaard was on the mound. And uh, Terry had, well, he he was a little perturbed. See if you understand what I mean. Take him, take him, take him, take him. Terry, 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 get a handle. Come on, let's go. Come on, talk, talk to me. Then you talk to me I about that. Okay. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give Harry, us a shot. Okay, Tom. listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? You get your shot. You had your shot right there. In the situation. Oh, why you that? know the situation, Terry. Why okay. don't we get a shot, Tommy? Because that doesn't that make Terry, that makes it hurt. I know it. But MLB did nothing to that guy. Nothing. Okay, that, that I I can't God, control that, it. Terry. I can't control that. You know as well as I You know where I stand on the whole Terry, listen, I'm telling you, our ass is in the jackpot now. Okay? Okay, that's I'm just telling you. You know what? That, that, that's you got you got it. Okay, get it, you got everything out. Goodbye. <laughs> you got everything out? Goodbye. You're done. You're gone. That was, you know, and that's so and and it's so interesting. Because when we talk about baseball today, right, and we talk, and that's seven years ago. But what's the big conversation about baseball? It's boring. It's, you know, we want celebrations. We want this. We want that. And even though this wasn't a situation where there was a celebration, this was somebody hit through one of the Mets and, and Syndergaard wanted to go back. And, he, and Syndergaard was that type guy, you know, as is Garrett Cole. He, Garrett Cole, as, as, <laughs> We used to call it chin music, but I think as uh, Joe Leo said today, it loves to buzz the tower. Um, there's there's always been a penalty for that in Major League Baseball. It's 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 about 
letting the players police the game themselves, kind of. And so that's the way it's been. So if you hit one of mine, I'm going to hit one of yours. That's the way it goes. You come up and in on mine, I'm going to come up on yours. You celebrate going around the bases on the home run, you can expect to taste a little dirt when you come back to the play, or somebody on your team is going to taste a little dirt coming back uh, somewhere down that lineup. You're going to, and it retaliates. And sometimes you can have a series where it goes back and forth. Somebody throws today. Somebody throws. And so that's when Major League Baseball came this whole came into fruition with this whole thing about saying, hey, listen, I'm just warning. If anybody throws in anybody, that pitcher and the manager's out of here. And so that was a that's how they've been trying to remedy this situation. And it's it's fascinating to me because I want to see how Major League Baseball is able to uh, merge that right where you have the celebrations like you have in other sports that you have in, in the NBA that you have in football, especially. Okay. Uh, not so much on the ice, but definitely in, in the NBA and in, and in the NFL and how you're able to do that and keep that same type of, of celebration and independence and stuff in baseball in a sport where, Pitchers don't like being shown up. They just don't. It, it, it's a thing. They take it personally. <laughs> they really do. They like throwing at people. And how do you do that but yet and still maintain the fact that you want to have players celebrate, let, you know, let them show their true feelings about the game. And uh, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just one of those things. It, it's – this could be, uh, excuse me for cutting myself off, but Aaron Judge with a leaping catch. This could be one of those days where the ball could be flying out of the ballpark at the stadium. It, it, this could be. This is going to be one of those, this could be one of those 6-5 games. I know that Joe Leo and, and uh, Tom Bauer are not happy to hear that, but, you know, I, I've been there when you got deep warning track and at-the-wall power. This might be. Get used to this. The weather's heating up. Ball travels faster in the heat. So <laughs> home runs could be a thing at the stadium. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll go back to football. We'll chat with uh, Jordan Runon about the New York football giants. That's next. It's the Larry Hardesty Show until 3 o'clock on 98.7 ESPN.